0: ladies and gentlemen. Today is Mother's Day all over the UK and as today we here at Jesus House would like to honor and celebrate all the mothers, mother figures, biological mothers, stepmoms, foster moms, spiritual moms, grandmoms, -grandmoms, great-grandmoms, great-great-grandmom because our Her Majesty the Queen is a great-great-grandmom and every married woman who is believing God for their own children, and whose children around her table, I declare, will call her blessed. So happy Mother's Day. So, before I get into the message, I really do hope you enjoyed Uncommon Woman Conference 2022, our 10th anniversary. I really thank God for 10 years of ministry. I, 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 I said it on the closing night, but I thought that once again, I'd like to say a big thank you to the numerous people who worked tirelessly to make on Common Woman Conference the success that it was to the glory of God. Thank you and God bless you all. And I'd like to say, encourage all of us to listen to the messages again and again and again. There were so many nuggets. So, Let's delve into the word. So, Holy Spirit, I welcome you once again today. I decrease and I ask that you will increase in me. Holy Spirit, come and take control and let your glory be seen. Change our lives. Let our lives never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. So, my overarching text for this morning is... Luke 5, 1 to 6, which is the same scripture that God gave us at the start of the year. And it's our scripture for the whole year. And I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. And it reads, And so on one occasion, Jesus was preaching to the crowds on the shore of Lake Galilee. And there was a vast multitude of people pushing to get close to Jesus to hear the word of God. He noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge, with the fishermen nearby rinsing their nets. And verse 3 says Jesus climbed into the boat belonging to Simon Peter and asked him, Let me use your boat. Push it off a short distance away from the shore. So I can speak to the crowds. Verse 4, Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. And so the title of my message this Mother's Day 2022 is, Let Me Use Your Boat. And so today I would like to take you on a journey, a journey through Galilee. So on this day, there were hundreds of people who had gathered by the lake in Galilee. They had gathered to hear Jesus speak. The lake of Galilee was a popular spot for Jesus. And Galilee was popular with Jesus because it was his hometown. And as a result of the sheer number of people who had gathered to hear him speak, Jesus had to find a vantage spot. He had to find a vantage spot from where he could be heard. Because we need to bear in mind in those days, there were no microphones. There were no amplifiers like these. He also he also had to find a vantage spot from where he could be seen clearly because there were thousands of people. And I believe also that he had to find a vantage spot because if he wasn't carefully, he might have been accidentally pushed into the sea, the lake, by the sheer number of people. He needed a vantage spot. And after he looked around, he found that in a boat. And the Bible tells us in verse 3 that Jesus climbed into that boat. I don't know if that boat is this one, but it's a good enough example. And so Jesus climbed into the boat. The Bible tells us that that boat belonged to Simon Peter. And Jesus said to Simon Peter, let me use your boat Push it off a short distance away from the shore so I can speak to the crowds. And I believe that those same words that Jesus spoke to Simon Peter on that day, that is recorded for us in the gospel of St. Luke, that he's speaking those same words to us today. He's speaking them to you and I and he's saying, let me use your boats so I can speak to the crowds. What does Jesus mean when he says, let me use your boat? I believe he means that, let me use your life. Let me, live all that you, let me use all that you are. Let me use your gifts. Let me use your talents. Let me use your passions. Let me use those things that you really like. Let me use those things that make you angry and you want to do something about, you want to change. Let me use your life experiences. Let me use those difficulties, those challenges. Let me use them. Let me use your boat. And he's saying to you as he's saying to me, let me use your boat. Let me use your life to speak to the crowds, to the people. To reach people who are hurting, who are lost who are in pain, who have lost hope, who are in need of love, who need peace, the peace that Jesus came to give. He says, let me use your boats to heal the brokenhearted, to destroy fear, to show the world that I am their savior. Let me use your boats." And you know, I find it so humbling that the creator of the universe The one who created you and I would humbly ask us if he could use our boat. And Jesus continues and says, push it off a short distance away from the shore. So that I can speak to the crowds. And God is saying that I want to use your boat. But I also need you to come away from the shore. To come away from the shore. God is saying that I need you to come away from your norm, from your normal, from my normal, from the routine. God is saying that he needs me, he needs you to come away from me, myself and I. To come away from focusing on me and the needs I have and the desires I have. God is saying come away, push away from that shore. For when Jesus came away from the shore, and when he sat on the boat, the vantage spot, he was able to see the crowd properly. He was able to see the multitude properly, and they were able to hear him properly. And so when God says he wants you and I to push our boat away from the shore, away from our needs, it's so that we can see the needs of those around us. It's so that you and I can see and perceive and empathize with the needs of our neighbor, our work colleague, that person in the gym, our classmate, our housemate, that person in our school, that person in the corner shop. So that he can speak through our lives, through the boat, into the lives of all these people. And the Bible says that Jesus sat down in the boat and he taught the people. And Jesus wants to teach the people all around us through you and I, through your boat. Through your boat, he wants to speak of his love, his unconditional love, his never-ending love to the people around us. Through your boat, he wants to speak peace into difficult situations, into confusion and fear, into anxiety and doubt. Through your boat, he wants to speak that. Through your boat, he wants to speak hope into situations around that might seem hopeless. Through your boat, he wants to speak truth. He wants to speak his truth. Not my truth that they tell us today, but his truth. His authentic truth. Through your boat, he wants to show his miracles, his signs, and his wonders. He wants to show the power of prayer through your boat. And you know, oftentimes when we hear a message like this, we tend to think that, ah, I know where they're going. It's a call for us to leave our secular job, our job in the marketplace, and come and take up a pulpit or a church ministry. And sometimes that is so. But the reality of the thing is that in terms of numbers, there are many more who will have a ministry in the circular, in the marketplace than those of us who have a pulpit ministry. And there will also be many who will do both. You know, over the last few weeks, my husband and I have been in lots of settings by God's grace where we have met men and women who are at the top of their game in different mountains of influence in government, in the media. And I am so thankful for those people for how they are propagating the gospel in government, in the media, in business, in the health sector in the entertainment sector, in the education sector, in the political forum. God needs laborers. For the harvest is ready, it is ripe, it is plentiful, he tells us in his word. But the laborers are few. God is calling us all And especially this is a call for those of us in the marketplace that God wants to use your boat. For the harvest is so plentiful and it is so ripe that He needs all of us to lay our hands to the plow. And then when Jesus had finished teaching the people, the Bible tells us, he said to Peter, now row out to deep waters to cast your nets and you will have a great catch. Or as the new King James says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a beautiful catch. And so they rowed, and they launched out into the deep and they rowed out to deep waters. It's such a beautiful scripture that God has given us here at Jesus' house. A word to roll out into the deep, to launch out into the deep. A word that has been shared service after service, message after message since the start of the year. And you know, as I read the scripture, which I have done most days, I have prayed into that scripture. I've declared it over my life and my family. And on one occasion, as I read and prayed over that scripture, a number of things were laid on my heart by the Spirit of God. Firstly, is the command to launch out into the deep by Jesus. And it's a call to tell us all that God has so much more in store for you and I. For when he tells us to launch into the deep, When he tells us to move away from the shallow shores, to move away, to row out into the deep, into deep waters, it is a call to tell us that in the deep, there is so much more of God that is waiting for you and I. There is more of God. Psalm 107 verse 24 tells us these are the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. There are so many wonders of God in the deep as we launch out. You know, as humans, we like to play it safe. We like to play it safe generally. We like to stay by the shore. We like to stay in our comfort zones. We like to stay with what we know. And you know, Christians, sometimes we're guilty of that also. We like the same songs. We pray in the same way. We pray have the same time when we pray. We do the same things. It's almost like we understand that. We understand God in this space. We understand God in this shallow space. And please understand me. I'm not saying that our our relationship, we understand him in that space. But God in that word is telling us to launch out. Launch out into deeper depths of fellowship. Launch out into a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's definitely telling us to launch out deeper in trust, in faith, in belief. To launch out deeper in the area of sacrifices and our selfless sacrifice and worship of God. And the scripture particularly has challenged me to believe God for great things, for greater things. To stretch my faith and believe and to launch out into the deep in my faith. To no longer put God in a box that this is what he can do or this is what I think he can do or this is what in my heart, my heart really thinks he can do. I can say the words, but this is what my heart says. But no, to launch out into the deep that God can do great and mighty things. Not to accept things that are said. Not to accept that, oh, the age is is wrong. Not to accept that the timing is wrong. Not to say that the economic situation is wrong. No. But to launch into the deep. And believe that our God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask, think, or imagine. The invitation is for us to move into a deeper dimension with God. Secondly, Jesus told Simon to launch out into the deep and cast out his net for a greater catch. And you know, I love this this bit because it reinforces that our God is a good and a kind God. You know, he had used Peter's boat. He had preached from Peter's boat. He had done what he needed to do but at the end of it, he didn't step out of the boat and leave Peter and say, thank you. No. After he had finished preaching, he then turned to Peter and said, launch out into the deep. Cast out your net for a great catch. That was our good and kind God giving a blessing. A reward as it were to Peter for letting him use his boat. And the same promise that he gave Peter, he gives you and I today. It's a promise. It's a reward. It's a blessing. That you know if I use your boats, I'll bless you. It's a promise that we see Jesus said in Matthew 633 that seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will give you everything you need saying that our walk with God is transactional, it's not like oh okay, I'll let you use my boat and I know you reward me, no but it's just a fact that because he's a good and a kind God and a God who loves us and wants to meet our need he will bless us as we give him the boats of our life to be used for his glory and to be used as he wants to use it Thirdly, this scripture speaks about the power of God's word to change circumstances, to change situations. It was an interesting command that Jesus told Simon, told him to launch out into the deep, to cast his net, and he was going to have a great catch. It was interesting because commercial fishing is never done in the daytime. Commercial fishing is done at nighttime. It's done at nighttime because the fish, interestingly, everything is calm. They sense that. Those humans have gotten out of the water, gotten off the boat. And so let's come to the surface. Also because the living creatures that they feed on also come to the surface at night. And so every seasoned fisherman who is worth his salt knows that I fish at nighttime. But the Bible tells us that it was daytime and Jesus told them to launch out into the deep and to cast out their nets. But you know, it didn't matter because the one who created the waters and the one who created the fish, the word who became flesh and who dwelt amongst us, Jesus Christ, he was in the boat. And so when he spoke that word that cast out your net, and you will get a great catch. Every single fish that was in that water, that lake of Galilee, that would normally would have been at the depth of the sea, came to the surface as they heard the word of the Lord. There is power in God's word to change things. There's power in God's word to turn the impossible into the possible. To cause things to happen that normally wouldn't happen. There is power in God's word. And likewise, God has spoken the same word that he spoke to Peter. Jesus has spoken the same word that he spoke to Peter that he's speaking to us. He's speaking to Jesus' house family all over the world. And he's saying to us, launch out into the deep. Row out into deeper waters. Cast out your nets, for I have a great catch in store for you. And I want to encourage you as I encourage myself. Believe the word. Believe God's word. You know, like C.C. Winer says in that lovely song, believe for it. Don't let it be, oh, it's another word. Yeah, at the start of the wo- year, we always have a word. Last year was, um, you know, behold, I would do a new thing. The year before was, I can't remember what it is. But you know, this year, don't, don't let it be, oh, that's another word. You know, that's another word. I can't remember, you know. No. Believe for it. For there is so much power in God's word. Believe for it. You know, Jesus said in Luke 1, Verse 37. For no word from God shall be void of power, the American Standard Version says. For no word from God will ever fail. And just as that word that was spoken by Jesus and Peter obeyed, bore many fish, is the same way that if we believe that word, if we lay hold on that word, If we pray into that word day and night, if we meditate on that word, if we declare that word, if we trust in that word, it will bring forth a great catch in all our lives. Fourthly, from that word, we glean, I gleaned, that we must lay aside our fears and doubts. You know, Peter said, Master, we've just come back from fishing all night. And didn't catch a thing. But if you insist, we will go out again. And we will let down our nets because of your word. And you know, as you read Peter's reply, you can almost sense a tussle. A tussle between his fears and what he knew. He was a seasoned fisherman. What he knew about fish not being there. What he knew about, what he had experienced about toiling all night and not catching, he didn't catch one fish. Not that he caught a few, he didn't catch one fish. And you know, we hear it all the time that battles are won or lost in the mind. And so you can almost see the battle that is going on in Peter's mind. The battle between what he knew and what he had experienced and the word of the Lord. But Jesus is asking Him and is asking us that despite what has happened, despite what our mind is telling us. Despite what has gone on in our lives. Despite what the world might be telling us. Despite what our bodies might be telling us. Despite what our bank accounts might be telling us. Despite what the economic situation might be telling us. Despite what the wars and the rumors of war might be telling us. God is telling us. Jesus is telling us in his word. To cast our nets once again. He's calling us to lay aside those battles in our mind and trust him. To lay aside those frustrations, those doubts, those skepticisms, those fears. He's telling us to lay them aside because of the word that God has spoken to you and to me. That launch out into the deep. Cast your nets and draw in a great harvest. Difficult, yes. Scary, yes. But if we lay aside those fears and we ask the Holy Spirit to help us to lay aside those fears, to guide us, to direct us, (laughs) to lead us, we'll be okay. For the Holy Spirit is the spirit who guides us. He's our guide. He's our guardian. And so he knows everything. He knows all truth. He knows the mind of the Father. He knows the will of the Father. And I'm reminded that in the beginning of creation, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit was brooding upon deep waters. And so if he, is, he was brooding on deep waters from the beginning of time, how much more a deep that he's calling you and I into. And lastly, we must obey the instructions that he gives us. And that is like Jesus said, nevertheless. The NKJV says, the New King James Version says, nevertheless. The TPT says, but if you insist, we will go out again and let down our nets because of your word. And God is speaking the same words to you and I. He's saying that Jesus' house, Jesus' house family all over the world, he has given us a promise and he has given us a set word for this season. And so irrespective of what our mind tells us, what we see around us, nevertheless, at his word, if we insist, if you insist, we will go out again. We will let down our nets because of your word. Not for any reason, but because his word Is so true, it's so reliable. Irrespective of disappointments, irrespective of dreams that might not seem to have materialized, irrespective of lost hopes, lost expectations, irrespective of what we might have gone through during the pandemic and lots of people, virtually everyone, went through difficult times during the pandemic. Despite the failures, the pains, the losses, God is telling us to obey his word and to cast out our nets into the deep. You know, I'm reminded of Mary, the mother of Jesus. At Jesus' first miracle, at the marriage in Canaan in Galilee, the word she told the servants was so instructive. She told them that whatever he tells you to do, do it. And so this year, Jesus' house, whatever the Lord tells us to do, we must do it. We must stand on his word. We must believe him. And we must cast out our nets into the deep. And you know, today as I prepared, I was, I, I, what's the word? I, and I prayed, I knew it was Mother's Day. And the Lord laid on my heart and I'm sure there are women, married women, who are watching today. It's Mother's Day. And for married women who are believing God for their own children, it can be a tough time. But as I prepared, I felt the Spirit of the Lord tell me, to tell you, that despite what has happened, despite the doctor's report, Despite your age, I know people who in their 50s, in their 60s, who are in menopause and who have had children. And so the word of the Lord to you particularly this Mother's Day is that irrespective of what has been said, what the doctors have said, what your body might be saying, cast your nets into the deep once again. Cast your net into the deep once again. Believe it. For God's word tells us in Numbers twenty-three nineteen: for God is not a man that he should lie. Nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? And will he not do it? He has told us Jesus' house. Sunday after Sunday, message after message, prayer after prayer. Exhortation after exhortation, announcement after announcement, he has told us to launch out into the deep and to cast out our nets that we might catch the great catch that he has in store for us. And so, this year, Jesus' house, let us give God a boat, let us give him our lives. Let's give him our all. Let's withhold nothing. Let's launch out into the deep, into terrain unknown in our pursuit of God. Let's pursue God in new deeper ways, deeper intimacy, deeper searches and yearning for the Holy Spirit. Deeper levels of trust, of faith. Deeper levels of crying out to the Holy Spirit that he remove every fear in our lives. That we might lay hold on God's word and believe it. Believe for it. Irrespective of what we see and hear, believe for it. Believe in the power of his word. That if God has told us time and time again, he will do it. And finally, to obey what he says to do. You know, I'm a partner with um, Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And every month they send us, you know, booklets, uh, bookmarkers and, you know, little things. And the word that he gave his partners this year is that in 2022, you will know what to do. And I declare that over my life every day that in this 2022, I will know what to do. Because I'm sure there's somebody here that's asking and wondering that. So, what do I do? What do I launch? What am I launching into the deep? What am I doing? What are, the answer is that if you ask the Holy Spirit and keep asking, he will tell you clearly as he will tell me what to do. And I believe Jesus House that this year, by God's grace, will be our best year yet. And that our testimony will be like Peter's testimony. That when he cast his net into the deep and when he pulled it back, it was so full. You know, the commentaries tell us that it had, I think they said two tons of fish. And it was so much that normally it would have taken him two weeks to catch what he catched in an instance. And I believe that Peter's testimonies, our testimony, Jesus House family, that this year we will reap and we will catch. And there will be, and there will be so many testimonies of what God did in our lives as we obeyed his word. And as I come to my the end of my message. You know, Jesus speaking to the multitudes. Jesus was always speaking to the multitudes. In John 6, 28 to 29, and I read from the Passion Translation, they replied, so what should we do if we want to do God's work? And Jesus answered, the work you can do for God starts with believing in the one he has sent. And so if you have listened to my message today. And you don't know Jesus, the one who sat in the boat that day, the one who's asking for our lives that he could sit in it, the one who comes into our lives when we invite him in. I'd like to ask you today to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You know, the Bible tells us that we all without exception have sinned against God. It's not about works. It's not about good works. There are many people that have done great works. It's not about works. But it's about realizing that of ourselves, we can never meet God's standards. And so he sent his only son to die for us. That if we believed in him, if we repented of our sins, he would come into our lives. He would come into the boat of our lives and he would use us. And he would turn our lives around. And he will use our lives to bless and impact many people. He doesn't promise us that our lives will be without challenges and difficulties. That's a part of life. But through those, he works. And he causes us to look back and say, wow, God was with me through it all. And I know that all things eventually work together for my good. And so today... If that is you, I'd like you to say this prayer with me, to invite Jesus into your life. And so, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. I've heard how you sat in Peter's boat. And I'd like to ask you, Jesus, to come and sit in my life. Come and sit in the boat of my life. I have sinned against you. But I ask that you forgive me. I ask that you wash away my sins. And I ask that you come and live in my life and turn my life around. And that you will use my life, you will use it as a boat to be a blessing to many lives. And so I thank you. I thank you that from today, you are my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. God bless you, Jesus House.